Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, football fans, it is the time you've been waiting for. Super Bowl 55 right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to take part in the free Super Bowl prediction challenge is submit your picks and you get an instant prize of up to $25,000. Sounds pretty good. Download the app now. Enter the free prediction challenge. Answer the questions like, who's going to score last? And boom, you're going to get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has already paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. Just download the DraftKings app right now. Use the promo code HELIPOD to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge Everybody gets an instant prize up to 25 grand just for playing. So use the promo code Helipod right now to enter only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The Helipod, as always, also brought to you by Viore, the finest athleisure wear on the planet. My man MJD is wearing it right now. I'm wearing it right now as well. Look good, feel good, play good, work good. I added a little bit, MJD, to that phrase that, uh, you know, Neon Dion made so so famous all those years ago. Um, you wear it almost every day. I wear it every day. Once you can travel again, it's perfect for travel. It's perfect for working out in. It's perfect for hanging out in. It's perfect for everything that you want to do. It's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off your first order. And we're going to give you free shipping as well. Vioriclothing.com slash helipod for 20% off today. And without any further ado, it is time for a little mini helipod with MJD to carry you into the weekend. Let's go. All right, MJD, uh, a little bit late this week, but I think this will be perfect to take people into their weekend, you know, as they get ready for Super Bowl Sunday coming up uh, in what, eight days, nine days from now. And ironically, it's exactly what you predicted at the beginning of the year. Who would have thought after seeing your picks the last couple of weeks? Listen, I know what I'm talking about, right? It is what it is. Uh, I had to make the picks interesting. I can't wait till next year, though, Dan, because – 
We're going to pick every game, all 256 plus the playoffs, and we'll see who really is the pick king in that situation. This is kind of abbreviated because we had, you know, the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook pick six. We only pick six or seven games. That's, that's not right. We need to pick all games. All right. And see what goes what happens then. All right. I hear you, dude. Dude, how about this? Um, there's been a $2.3 million bet placed on the Bucks to cover three and a half. So they're getting three and a half. The bet was placed on BetMGM's mobile app. Somebody bet two, almost $2.5 million on a mobile app. That's the largest Super Bowl wager on any U.S. sports book that's been reported uh, as of Friday morning. Like, and, and to me, you know, I don't do the betting and those type of things, but if you watch the way both teams played, it doesn't seem to be close to me, right? If you look at the second half of the Bucks, yes, defensively, they, they held down the Packers, um, but they gave up a little bit. Tom Brady had three interceptions in that second half. There was a ton of drop passes by the Bucks. If you have that against the Chiefs, who literally outscored the hottest team in football, I mean, just went on a, a run. What, the Bills are up 9-0, and they just went on a run, right? To me, that is just like, – I, I don't know if that's a smart wager. But, again, you, you know, people do what they want with their money. I, like I told you before, man, I, I think the Chiefs – it is going to be hard to beat the Chiefs. Like, everyone's trying to look for their Patrick Mahomes or a guy that can beat with them. But they literally ran off, what, like 30-some points straight before the Bills scored again. And, and their defense played lights out as well. I I just think the Kansas City Chiefs are just too much right now for the league. Well, most of the public agrees with you because 75% of all the action that has been placed so far has, has been on the Chiefs. So people are believing in the champs right now. They're believing in Patrick Mahomes. I don't really want to do a deep dive into the, the Super Bowl right now because we're going to save that uh, for next week. But I, I do believe that if the Bucs are going to get it done, the key is not going to be Tom Brady, but it's going to be their defense, which has been playing pretty well. They made some minor tweaks and changes since the bye week that included moving JPP and Shaq Barrett around a little more, a little more uh, cover two, and it's it's been effective. And I think one of the things that a lot of people are going to be focusing on going into Super Bowl Sunday is the obvious. The Chiefs are going to be without both starting tackles and Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz. And that's no small thing. As a running back, you know you need those you need those horses on the offensive line. Yeah, you do. Um, uh, I think the Chiefs have adapted, though. They they figured out a, a, a different running game. They figured out quick short passes. Um, and to be honest, I mean, I just don't know if you're going to lock up and play man to man like they did against the Packers if you're the Bucks. Well, I mean, you just go back. And listen, next week we're not going to talk no more about it. Let's just watch the tape. We're going to watch. All right. What happened when the Bucks played the Chiefs in Tampa the last time, and we'll see if they can they can do that again. Deal. I'm looking forward to that. Over this weekend, I'm, I'm going to watch both of those games, uh, the NFC, AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game, and I'm going to go back and watch that matchup week 12 as well. Let's go over some of these coaching hires, uh, MJD. I know that um, you're not in love with Robert Sala when you look at all these articles that have these, they grade the hires, right? I mean, you can't really grade a hire until you're a couple of years in, but um, that's been almost universally applauded around the media landscape in the NFL. Everybody giving that uh, an A. Brandon Staley was one that had a lot of people up in arms because at the time that he was hired, uh, there, there had not been a black head coach who had been hired and people are looking at it saying, look, this dude has been in the NFL as a coach for four years, 
He's been a coordinator for one year. You know, how on earth do you hire him? Arthur Smith, I don't think there was a lot of criticism on that because of what he's done with Ryan Tannehill the last couple of years. He worked his way up the ranks. He's been in the NFL for 13 years as a coach uh, in Tennessee for over a decade. Urban Meyer, I think, kind of speaks for itself in Jacksonville. The Eagles hired Nick Sirianni, who's been a, a coach in the league since 09 um, and an offensive coordinator in Indy the last three years. And the Lions are putting together a really interesting staff, right? Dan Campbell, the former NFL tight end. He was an interim head coach in Miami for a little while. He's been a tight end coach in New Orleans. He, he's already hired Anthony Lynn as his offensive coordinator. And your guy, uh, former Jags quarterback Mark Brunel, is his uh, quarterback's coach. And then, of course, the biggest surprise, I think, David Coley, the last head coach hired, the only black head coach hired in this cycle, 65 years old, um, has never been a coordinator in the NFL, has been in the league since 95 as a coach, worked for Andy Reid for a long time in Kansas City and Philly, primarily as a wide receiver coach, uh, became a quarterback coach in 2017 and 18 in Buffalo. So he worked with Josh Allen for a year, and then he was the passing game coordinator and wide receiver coach in Baltimore the last couple of years. So that's a little rundown for you, MJD. I guess let's talk about maybe the biggest surprise out of that bunch for you. It would be Philly, I think. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, there's so many criterias for a coach, and Philly kind of has a lot going on over there. Um, but to hire a guy who literally is a guy from a guy that was on your roster a year ago, right? Uh, what was it? Or a couple of years ago, Frank Wright left what a year or two ago. I think Frank Reich has been gone for two years. Yeah. So it's just like, if Doug Peterson wasn't your guy, if you didn't like Doug Peterson, why are you going to hire a guy that from a guy that coached under Doug Peterson, who this guy, like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, and then I don't even know if this guy's called plays before in the national football league. Is he going to call plays? Is he a first year play caller? Right. There's a lot of questions and concerns, not only with that, though, Dan, is, is this guy able to handle the drama that's in the Philadelphia locker room right now? Right. Because remember, I told you, you're not going to call plays in Philly. You're going to, to bandage and and fix up the, the infrastructure of that locker room. Right. Right. Some people like Carson Wentz. Some don't. Some want uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz don't see eye to eye. They both believe that they're the starter. We've seen one play really well and bad in some games and the other do the same thing. And so not only when you go to Philly, you're going to have a QB competition, right? Or you're going to have to trade one of them. Uh, and I think that they just hired this dude because they wanted someone that they can control. And they mean the front office. They wanted someone that they can have, they can you know influence in the way he coaches and different things instead of having a guy that can come in and just be a coach, right? Someone that's going to coach. And I think that was the issue with Doug Peterson. I just hope that they they draft better and they give this young man – because I don't think he's that old. What, how old is this? their coach? Sirianni? Yeah, Sirianni. I believe he's 39. I'm going to double-check. Yeah, that. like that, that's not an old coach, man. That, that's – No, that's young, that's, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's really young. We're, that's we're, super young. Like we're used to Sean McVay because he was 31 or whatever it was or right. 30, whatever it might have been, but – 39-year-old coach is young. And to have not played, I don't think Sirianni played in the National Football League, from my understanding. No. And I'm putting you in, in a very toxic situation. It doesn't seem like it's 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 unless his staff is really good, because I, I just saw that Deuce Staley wanted out 
right? He Deuce actually, is gone. Deuce got hired in uh, it, it, with the Lions. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He wanted out. That was a guy that kind of kept things together. Like, literally, this dude is going in there. He has to try to fix everything. Young coach, hope, hope for the best, prepare for the worst type of situation, I think, in Philly. Um, I think the next one, it would be Houston. Um, at least their coach has been around a long time, has seen a lot, right? What are you uh, hearing about him, MJD? What do, you, what do you hear about him as a coach? Well, I heard he's a, he's a great coach, and he's relatable, and he's been around, and he can relate to a lot of people in the locker room, which is huge, which you need in Houston, because you have to relate to the number one guy. Who doesn't want to be there, right? Well, he's already requested a trade. We're going to get yeah. to that in a second. But he, I, doesn't, he doesn't want to be there, so you already started behind the eight ball because if a guy doesn't want to be there, and I've been in this situation before, he's not going to show up, right? He's, he's, he's drawn his line in the sand and said, I'm not doing anything else until I get to go somewhere else. And that is, okay, so now I have a brand new coach. He's never been a coordinator before. Like you said, he's coached around a lot of people. Um, but all of a sudden now he's in a situation where it's kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I know that they're saying they, they want to build behind him and Deshaun's our guy. But if he misses enough time, they will trade him. Like they did Clowney, like they do everyone that holds out for a long period of time. They will get rid of you and they'll they'll tell the coach, you got to do what you got to do. And hopefully they give that coach enough time to, to get his roster up because that Houston roster isn't good anyways. Yeah, Dave, David Coley stepping into a hornet's nest, I believe. And you talk about a new coach coming in and the general manager, uh, everybody wanting to have control. I, I look at that in Houston as a situation where Cesario, the new general manager, is – fully uh, in control and he's hiring a guy uh, who's never been a coordinator before. And there's, I, I just feel like it's a situation where Coley's happy to be there. This is a great opportunity for him. He, he's not going to be the kind of guy who's going to challenge those decisions from the general manager position. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So how do we, this is, I was, I was once told this, how do you move forward? And everyone's going to say yes to whatever you say, how do you get better from that? Right. If no one's willing to chat, and, and I, I don't know if he will or if he won't, I, we don't know that, but that's what it seems from the outside looking in. Let me ask you this about um, Dan Campbell, because I think this is an interesting hire too. And I think that this has Chris Spielman, who is uh, a recent hire by that organization um, as an advisor to the owner. Um, this is like, has his fingerprints all over it because Dan Campbell kind of a tough guy is cut from yeah. that Chris Spielman mold and he's hired Anthony Lynn. Um, I, I mentioned Mark Brunel, Aaron Glenn and former, Aaron Glenn, oh, a lot oh. of former players. Like I know you're big on former players being on staffs, but tell me what you think about a guy like Brunel who had a long and decorated career uh, as a quarterback in the NFL. You guys did not overlap in Jacksonville, correct? Well, we didn't, but I, I know Mark from Jacksonville. He was he still lived in Jacksonville when I played, so we would see him all the time. He uh, coached at one of the high schools. You know, he's a guy that's been about it, and he, you know, coaching high school, you're developing, right? And so mm-hmm. once you agree to a mutually part ways with Matthew Stafford, you whoever you bring in, now you have to develop, right? You have to have a coach that can relate to those guys. Well, Mark Brunel's a guy that can do that. He's been coaching high school for the last 10, 15 years, right? He can do those type of things. I thought that was a great hire. I just, I just, I know people want tough teams, 
I know that. I understand that. Tough teams don't win anymore, if you notice. Like, hard nose, beat you up. The, the game has changed completely from when Dan Campbell's played. It's changed completely from when I've played, where, yes, a, a, a somewhat of a running game helps out, but you need to be an explosive offense. You need to be a, a defense that creates turnovers. The reason the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now are in the, the, the Super Bowl is because their defense has 11 takeaways in three games. That's why. Period point. And taking the ball away isn't tough? It, it is, but what, what I'm saying, like, his speech, Dan Campbell's speech about, like, getting knocked down and taking a kneecap and all these different things, like, that, that football, that's not the football that's winning right now. The football that's winning is explosive offense and a defense that's opportunistic. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and look at their team, they don't – defensively, they get beat up sometimes. They get the ball – like, they'll – teams will go down the field on them, but every now kind and then – Kind of a bend but don't break defense. No, it's not even that. They'll give up touchdowns, but – I think the Buffalo Bills defense is more bend, don't break, but then they broke against the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs defense is more, they're so aggressive that you're going to score touchdowns, but they're going to get turnovers, if that right. makes sense, right? So they're going to take those chances to jump routes and do different things. And that's what changes the game. And that's how they play. If you look at a lot of, if you look at the New Orleans Saints when, uh, when they won their Super Bowl, their defense, they weren't the best defense overall, but they led the league in turnovers. Taking right. And see, they, they took the ball away as well as anybody in the league. Did. And that's what you have to do. And so I don't know if it's, you know, we're going to grind these guys. We're going to be tough. And Look, I get all that. It's great coach speak. Guys are fired up for it. I understand. But if you're not an explosive offense and if you're not taking the ball away on defense, all that talk is out the window. So you need to make sure that your defense is aggressive, which Aaron Glenn's a very smart dude. I can tell you a quick story about it. When I was in Jacksonville, I remember I went to him as a running back my second year. I go, AG, talk to me about what you see. I just want to know from the defense perspective what you see, how I can be better. And he literally broke down route concepts. Like he would watch tape and say, these are the route concepts that these guys like. He watched tape so much, you can go back to it. In 2007, we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Garcia, I think Jeff Garcia was a quarterback. Uh, he was trying to throw a hitch to um, – Joey Galloway. He was okay. going to throw a hitch to Joey Galloway. Listen to this. Aaron Glenn had caught a tip. Or he watched so much tape that he figured out the first time they made like a, a, a check, the quarterback checked the receiver, it was a hitch. And it was like five or six games running. He told me, he told me on a Wednesday, hey, this is what they like to do. Don't tell anyone. I was like, I won't. They made that check. AG jumped it so fast that he caught the ball on the back shoulder, on his back shoulder and went in for a touchdown. In cover three now, he jumped and, and everyone's looking at him like, why did he do that? But he studied the tape so much that he knew that was coming, right? So that is what you're getting when you get those kind of guys. And hopefully, you know, I understand that the, the coach, the tough coach talk and all that, but right. hopefully it, trans, it translates to being an explosive offense and allowing these former players to sh like share the nuances of the position and the nuances of the plays to go out there and be great. Well, he obviously had a great playing career, 15 years, and Aaron Glenn started coaching as an assistant DB coach with the Browns. Actually played with Campbell. Mm -hmm. um, They're both with the Cowboys, Bill Parcells' Cowboys uh, in, in 06. So um, I'm sure Parcells helps uh, impact a little a little bit of both of them in terms of their in But their my coaching. thing is, who are they going to – who's going to be your quarterback? They have to draft one, right? Because you're, you're letting Stafford go. Yeah. So you're, well, that's a full rebuild. They're, they're tell, you're telling me they're rebuilding. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're going to have to draft one. You may trade for one. You could sign one. There's going to be 
this is another thing that I want to get into next week. There's only 12, 13, 14 teams that are kind of set on their quarterback. I don't think we're ever going to see another offseason like this one again with this much turnover at the quarterback position, which leads me to our next topic. One of those guys who I think will be in a different place is Deshaun Watson, who has requested a trade. It was reported this week that, okay, he's actually requested a trade. Well, apparently that came a couple of weeks ago. No question. And the, the hire of David Coley uh, really doesn't matter. But the key here is that Deshaun has a no trade clause in his contract. So he will absolutely control the destination. He's going to be able to pick exactly where he wants to go. And there's a lot of good spots. I'm going to start with one that I think is a real dark horse, but it's gotten a little traction today because Jalen Ramsey has already kind of made his recruiting pitch uh, recently on, uh, on social media. Uh, and that's the Rams. Um, he shares the same agent, Deshaun, yep. with Jalen Ramsey. The Rams have been very non-committal, a publicly non-committal, yeah. in kind of an interesting way with what Les Snead has said and Sean McVay has said publicly with Jared Goff. I, I don't think Jared Goff's going to be there next year. Now, obviously, the Rams would jump all over the opportunity to trade Jared Goff for Deshaun Watson. However, they'd have to give up a lot and I don't think that they, they don't have it. They don't have the draft capital to package with golf to get Watson. Is there any way in your mind? I know you're obviously you they, call I, the games. Listen, How do they I do call this? the game for them. I think they, I think there is a way because it's not as if, um, I think you could, I, I just, I think a lot of people you're thinking like, Oh, they're going to have to give a bunch of first, a bunch of first rounds. It's, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like that. If you give them a, uh, like Jared was a number one overall pick. I know he hasn't played well, but um, I don't think you'd have to give Jared plus two or three first round picks or a, a two first rounds and a third, like you kind of had to do for Ramsey. I don't think it's like that. Um, I think if you give him a, a capable player, it may just be a, a two or three picks, but it may be like a first and two seconds or, you know, those type of things. So uh, to me, that that is, uh, that's kind of where, where I see that, and that is a that is it's interesting because he liked like a, a pitcher and but it's, it's all like it's all like the little petty stuff. We but I read like it, in though. all this social media crap, like who likes right. what? It's crazy. I'm just it's just nuts to how how we read into this, and there's all the speculation because of you know who likes what picture on Instagram. Um, all right, let me throw a few other teams out. Okay, obviously the the Dolphins. All the NFC East, or I'm sorry, the AFC East teams have been out there, right? Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. Right. Okay. So the Dolphins own Houston's first two picks in the draft, including the third pick overall, and they have Tua. Okay. So they could trade Tua, but Houston is not believed to be very high on Tua. They don't see him as a franchise quarterback. So I don't really see that happening. The Jets have Sam Darnold and four first-round picks over the next two years, including the number two overall pick this year. So they could trade Darnold. They could trade the number two overall pick. Yeah, but their coaches come out and said he believes Sam Darnold can be the guy. For now. I think you got. I think you have to say that. Uh, the Panthers, I think, are kind of a sleeper here. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't believe, is going to be the quarterback in Carolina next year. He's affordable. He could be a placeholder. They also have the number eight overall pick. And they also have Christian McCaffrey. And here's one little thing that might be interesting to remember 
because Deshaun Watson has that no trade clause and has to sign off on any team he gets traded to. Right. Carolina hired Sean Ryan as their quarterback coach. He was Deshaun's quarterback coach at Clemson. So let's just think about this for a minute. Oh, you get Teddy Bridgewater. You're getting deep. You get Teddy Bridgewater. You get the number eight overall pick. And you get Christian McCaffrey. No. A top five running back. Franchise That's not going to happen. They're not giving Christian McCaffrey. So stop it. I think they would. You're going to get Teddy Bridgewater and some picks. That's what you're going to get. Well, that's no good. I'm not doing that if I'm Houston. That's fine. You're not going to get – they're not going to give up Christian McCaffrey. Why not? There's no way. What do you you mean why not? He needs weapons to throw the ball to. A running back that can be a receiver is probably the – DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. No. Bobby Anderson. They're not Christian McCaffrey. I agree. Okay, so so you don't like that. You're crossing you, that I'm off. I give up someone else. Yeah, I think the Panthers are a team, but I, I wouldn't give up Christian McCaffrey. That's don't even if if I'm the Panthers, don't even utter your mouth to say McCaffrey. Don't even m- m- none of that. Okay. All the right. team that I the team that I think is is best, and I, I just wrote about that uh, on NFL.com. Did you write about it? I did. Um, actually, I actually <laughs> did write this one too. It's just crazy. But okay. Um, it's hey, the, the, sun's out. the sun's coming out in L.A. It's been raining all day, MJD. Look at you, lucky, lucky you. Um, I think it's the Chicago Bears. You messed up the first time. You had a chance to get Deshaun Watson. You took Mitchell Trubisky. That was your fault. Shame on you for doing that, right? Now you get an opportunity. You can le- literally trade Nick Foles and picks, right? You have picks. You have capital. And it's, it's an, I, I believe you're a quarterback away from being a dangerous team in the NFC. You have the defense. You have a running back. You have the. You probably have to sign Allen Robinson back. But you get Deshaun Watson, and all of a sudden now you traded Nick Foles away. You start Mitchell Trubisky's free agent. You let him rock. Um, to me, that makes the most sense because they're already built to win now, right? And if I'm the Bears, right, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do that crazy trade like Atlanta did for Julio, where they pretty much draft. They gave their whole draft up to get Julio. I would do something very similar if I'm the Chicago Bears. Because you're a quarterback away. Yeah. Literally a quarterback away. I'm look I'm trying to find the uh the Chicago's draft capital. I, I don't they have they have a they have a first, they have a pick in every round, I think. That would be an interesting destination, kind of a do-over for them. Right. It's it's just in life we don't get many chances to do over. But this one, if you're the Chicago Bears, you get an opportunity. You do it over and you make it work. You have Khalil Mack and that defense, and then you add Deshaun Watson. Are you kidding me? With those weapons, those receivers, those tight ends? Well, assuming, assuming that you re-sign Allen Robinson, right? Like that's, that's yeah, the assumption. I mean, that you want to re-sign a, uh, Allen Robinson. He's the one that kind of makes it go. But even if you don't, you still have a ton of other receivers that can go out there and make plays for you. And you have, a, I think they have the most tight ends in the national football league. So the NFL rules stipulate that you can only trade draft picks three years out. So they do have their first round draft picks uh, this year, next year, and the year after. And literally I think they would have to trade all three, all three. Okay. So let me tell you, let me tell you what I heard in Jacksonville. Right okay. when the Rams traded for Jalen Rams, they traded two first-round picks and they traded um, some other pick. Right. Do you think any of those players that the Jags drafted are any is anything like Jalen Ramsey? 
No. So what's the, then I don't want to even have to go to the, 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 the draft to try to pick a player. I got Deshaun Watson. I'm happy. I'm good to go. I'm giving you all, if I'm the bears, we're going to give, I'm like, look, this is our starting point. All three of our first round picks. Now, now where can we go from there? We're willing so, to give you as much as possible to get him here. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. So that's your, that's your number one destination for him. If you're, if you're Deshaun. I think, that's one of the, I think it's, I think if it, I, for me, if I'm the bears, yes, I'm doing that. Okay. So if you're the bears, that makes sense. If you're Deshaun, does that make sense? Depends on if Allen Robinson comes back. I think uh, you said the dark horse, the Rams. I think the Niners is a good, is a really good one. Um, I wouldn't go to the Jets because they're rebuilding. Okay. Um, and you said I, you've already checked the Dolphins off or, or crossed. Yeah, them I'm not off. doing. I'm do not that. doing the Dolphins because and you're not. You don't like the, the team's Panthers. not going to do that. Panthers, I, I would, but I have to have McCaffrey there if I'm Deshaun. Okay, let me give you. Let me give you two more. What about if you're Urban Meyer? And you have the number one overall pick with the Jaguars, which is the most valuable draft asset really in the last decade because it's the rights to Trevor Lawrence. And you have the first pick in the second round. Do you think there's any chance that Houston would trade inside the division if they could get the number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence? Well, you said something again. Um, you said that Deshaun has a choice, right? He yeah. gets to choose. I'm not going to Jack. They're rebuilding. I'm leaving that. Why would I go back to that? Well, because there's no, so there's much... no because. Why, because why would Urban I go Meyer, back? To one, that? one, you're sold on Urban Meyer. Two, no. That means I'm three, four years away from getting where I want to get to. If I'm going to go to a team, they need to be a contender now. Right now, the Niners are a contender right now. I love the Deshaun Niners, Watson. Man, that would be oh gosh. The Rams are a contender right now right. with Deshaun Watson. The Bears are a contender right now with Deshaun Watson. What and about Deshaun... what about the Patriots? They have the fifth overall pick. Contender. I don't think they're a contender right now. With this. They, they don't who they have on offense. Well, they have nobody. Like, so, so James again, White, who catches 180 balls. But again, why would I go to a situation if I'm Deshaun where I can't excel? But don't you feel like if you're Deshaun and you look at what the kind of success, sustained success, success that Brady had there, they've had a franchise quarterback and built around him for two decades. And if you're Deshaun. You look at that and say, man, maybe they can do that with me too. No, I'm cool. No. I no, because a lot of those moves were free agent moves, Wes Welker, Randy Moss. Um, before that, they had the number one defense. Remember, when Brady first took over, he was just a game manager. They had the number one defense. They were running the ball with Corey Dillon and they were playing defense. That's how they were winning games. Right. Sure. Then that was the first three Super Bowls. That's what they right. did. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then you get to the Randy Moss, Wes Welker. They didn't really draft uh Dante Stallworth they didn't really draft the only big name that you could say they drafted right now would be Rob Gronkowski and uh Julian Edelman I mean and the other guy that we don't we, we never let, like to mention but Aaron Hernandez like those are their three top offensive draft picks besides James White who was a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick right, right. like I mean and Sonny Michelle was a first round pick but really hasn't, not, hasn't really done much you see produced. what I'm saying so so why would I go in that situation? And I'm not knocking Bill Belichick. I think Bill's done a, a, a tremendous job with what he had to do. But if I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to win tomorrow, yesterday, actually. I want to go to a team that should have won. And because of me, I can come and help. Like I said, the Niners, top defense, explosive plays, explosive offense, defense gets turnovers. The Rams, we already know what they have, right? The Bears, you know what they have. 
Right. Even I would, I would even, I like the Panthers because they're a young team, but they can win in that division. Now, I don't know if he wants to go in that division because Brady's there, but everyone else is old. Drew Brees is retiring possibly. So he's out for the Saints. Then it's what, Matt Ryan? Like, you can go in there and turn that thing around if you want to as well. Could you imagine if he ended up in New Orleans? Oh my God. Yeah, that may be, that could be, that could be a team. That could That's be a one. Though. That's one. I mean, you got to give something up to get something, though. Yeah. And I, I know you I have think... Michael Thomas and you have Kamara. Um, and whether you like him or not, you know, Taysom Hill has the potential to be a weapon. Um, I, oh, man, that would be that would. Oh, God, that's that might be my ideal destination. If I'm Deshaun Watson think... to work with Sean if, Payton. Yeah, this is the thing. If you if you're Deshaun Watson. You get your pick, right? Because you, you have that in your clause. And as much as people say the team has the thing, Deshaun just doesn't have to show up, right? That, that, that's yeah, his right to not I show mean, up. But if you get in to a game of chicken, right? If, and you're Deshaun, you're talking about sitting out, you know, 30 plus million dollars. Let's just say you sit out to see. Are, are you willing to do that? I, some, some guys are. We've seen guys do it. Some guys are willing to not play. And, and if you're that upset, Right, we saw it with Le'Veon. Yeah, just, if, you're, if you're that upset and you don't feel like you're appreciated, then you do that. Well, if if I'm if I'm the Texans right now and they have already said, you know, there no plans. He's going to be a Texan. Coley said that, um, you know, during a press conference today, Nick Cesario opened it up, said they had zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. However he didn't say anything to indicate they were taking like a hard inflexible stance on this. Like the he Packers said, did when Aaron Rodgers was like, my, my future here is not, not that bright either. And then everyone's like, hold on. What? Right. Right. No. What, what do you need? You see the, you see the difference? Yes. There, there's a difference. I, I want our listeners to go back and listen to the Packers CEO and their head coach talk about Aaron Rodgers and then listen to the GM and the head coach talk about Deshaun Watson. It's completely different. You're right. You're right. And that's why I think they know they are painted into a corner here. And if you're Houston and you're starting from scratch, you get as much as you possibly can because oh, yeah. I believe you can get a King's ransom and they will get a King's ransom for Deshaun. But if you wait and it gets ugly, I don't think I'm it, always it, a believer that you do it early rather oh, than yeah. late. Because oh, you're going to get more now. Before so the my, draft. After the draft, it's a different deal. My dad told me this. He said, you pay now or you pay later. You decide, right? right. But you're going to pay regardless. If I'm the Texans and I know I have – if I've always said this. If I was a, 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 a GM or running a team or an owner of a team and I have a player that's disgruntled and he doesn't want to be here, I have no hard feelings against you, man. None. I'm going to trade you to the opposite conference – I'm going to get as much as I can for you. And then we're going to move forward. I want guys that want to be here. And I, if, even if it's my star quarterback, because you know what? As much as we like, as players, we'll say like, we're going to go out there and Deshaun's going to give it his all. I just like, it's just like, he's not happy here. So why do I want to put him through this? Why do I want him to be miserable? Because if he's miserable, guess what? All the other guys in the locker room are going to be miserable. All the coaches are going to be miserable. All like, it's just not going to work well. So Either you like you you try to talk to him and listen to him and you work with them, which I guess they've already tried after they told him they were going to put him in on the GM stuff and they didn't do it, or you just let him go. 
You trade him away and get everything you can for him, and then you move forward. That's all you can do, man. It's time to move forward into the weekend, MJD. I hope you enjoy the uh, Florida sunshine. How's the how's the weather been down there? It's it's windy right now. It's been hot. It was pretty. It's like the seventies and eighties for a couple of days. Now it's back in the seventies. It's a little windy. You hear the whistling through uh, the window sometimes, but it's doing well. It's that's good. I'm getting you know, that's, that's what happens that's when what you're important. big pimping, living on the beach. You're you're working out with all these young fellas now. Do you, do you feel like you're you're in a pre-draft routine like you were back in the day? I pulled my hamstring. It was. Is it back? It's it's it almost better? back. It ain't all the way back. Like the old me would have bounced back like five or six years ago. It would have, but it did. And so, like 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 you know, Deshaun Watson, I'm in the waiting game right now with my hamstring. Hopefully it gets back, but um, still doing different things to, to swim sometimes, different sled marches, weights, all different type of things to just keep burning calories and eating healthy, man. Oh, we're all trying to do it. I think it's a lot easier at 34 than it is at 45. Are you 34 yet? 32. 35. Oh, you're, man, you're old, bro. I got a decade on you. I know. Um, hey, dude, have a good weekend. Let's uh, let's chat. I'll be back in LA next week for for Super Bowl, so we can do it the podcast, not via Zoom. We'll do it face to face. Love it, which would be great. And um, hey, man, I can't wait. Let everybody enjoy this weekend off because next weekend it's going to be jumping. You're I can't right, wait man. to dive into that game and all the different matchups and things that I think are going to allow the Chiefs to win it. So I'll I'll let you know all about that next week. Well, it's going to be good. It's our first weekend without. Uh football in like 20 weekends so it, it's a little weird i don't know what i'm going to do with myself uh, you know calling a few college basketball games now so i guess i'll be watching a lot more college basketball but uh, we're gonna have a quick message uh from our sponsor and then we will see you next week on the helipod with uh, mjd thanks buddy see you later and we start with Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. The bars, powders taste great. The most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic, gluten-free, available at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com. I recommend going to greensplus.com because you get 20% off if you use the promo code HELI. You like smoothies? Throw some wild berry superfood powder in there. Greens Plus. At Vaco, the motto is we invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco, a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position. Vaco has you covered. Their areas of expertise all across the board, folks. Accounting, finance, tech, healthcare IT, ops, administration, or international managed services. They were founded in 2002, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. At Vaco, they're doing it right. Check them out, vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how they can connect people to their dream jobs and help leading companies find talent to grow their business.